0: Hey Tishrei, Afshin, Ayin. Hey, we're coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Gad Elbaz, <clears throat> excuse me, Gad and Benny Elbaz, Hashem Melech. That's a cover of uh, of a song, and I don't remember what the name of the song is, but it's very cool and it's uh, it's popular. Welcome to the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here. The Israel Show is live every Monday immediately following J M in the A M. That's nine A M Eastern Time. And 4 p.m. Israel time. That's how you can hear us. And, of course, you can hear us at any time, whenever you want, during the week or or weeks from now or years from now via the podcasts that you can uh, subscribe to on iTunes or via the Nachum Siegel Network Internet site, nachumsegel.com. And we have a Facebook page where we post lots of stuff, including... Many of uh, many links to the songs that we play, to the YouTube videos of songs that we play during the show, and stories that we discuss, and other cool and interesting stuff that we don't think you'll find elsewhere about Israel. Our Facebook page is facebook.com/slash/theIsraelShow, and um, we encourage you to join up by liking the page, not just a particular post. What you need to do is like the page at the top. Um, there's a place to um, click on like to like it, and we are at 249 likes, we need one more like to make 250 and start off this new year with that great round number, so please tell all your friends to do so. In fact, we posted something yesterday about uh, the new paper currency in Israel, what a fascinating video, we'll talk a little bit about it later. We also will tell you later about Gil Aldema, who passed away yesterday Um you may not have heard his name, but you definitely have heard his work, and we'll tell you what that's about. We have a Meir Milim segment coming up very soon, in fact, and uh, we're going to introduce you to some new music, and all the music today will be inspiring and related to the Yamim Noraim uh, that we are in the midst of. Baba Rock is a uh, relatively new band, rock band, in, uh, in Israel. They combine rock and Jewish soul, that's what they say. And they came out with uh, four or five different selections specifically for the Yomim Raim from the Slichot, uh, particularly from the Sephardic Slichot, the Sephardic liturgy of Slichot. We're going to um, play this recently released version of Adon HaSlichot, probably the most popular tune in Israel. Everybody in Israel knows Adon HaSlichot, even though it's a Sephardi um, piyut and melody. We'll follow that immediately by the Meir Milim segment, and this Meir Milim segment is a wrap-up, uh, including some new material. But it, it wraps up a three-part series, and uh, so we'll just review the, um, the what we said in the last two parts of the series and bring you the new material. It's it's very cool. Everyone I've told it, we to said, "Wow, that's cool." So hope you'll enjoy that. And then. We'll follow that with uh, more brand-new music from Eitan Yaakov, Akeni LeGadel," which is uh, a well-known song, but uh, this is a new version of it. So we hope you enjoy all of this. We trust that you will. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your morning. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here is debut of Baba Rak Adon Hasilichot." In our Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or a phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galitzah Radio segments of Dr. Absalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. This is the third and last installment in the current series. First, a quick review. We started with the pasuk Veasafta deGanecha vYitzharecha, three basic commodities which God promises to grant. In abundance, Dagan, wheat, for bread, Tirosh, wine, and Yitzhar, oil. Why is oil called Yitzhar? We looked at other related words, words with the same three basic letters, Tzadi, Hei, Resh, and saw that they are all somehow related to light. Tzohar, a window, Tzahorayim, noontime, and Yitzhar, oil, a window lets light in. Noontime is when the sun is brightest, and oil has two connections – In ancient times, the most popular way of lighting up a room was by sticking a wick into oil and setting it on fire. And fresh oil has a bright yellow color, reminding us of the sunshine. And, as if that wasn't enough, we show that in Hebrew, the letters Tzadi and Zion interchange because of the similar way they are formed in our mouth, leading us from Tzadi Heiresh, Sohar, To zayin heyresh, zohar, zohar, which means glowing or shining. Zohar, like zohar, relates to light. But, wait, there's more. We then added the connection to the Hebrew word mazhir, nizhar, azhara, hizahar, which means caution and warning. But, originating from the concept that an azhara, a warning, is at the core when you instruct and illuminate the way showing the light of right and wrong. Zohar and Zohar and Hizahar, all related to light. And now, in our final installment, we add one more twist. I thank Rabbi Daniel Owenstein for calling this to my attention. We explained that Sadi and Zayin interchange because of the similar way they're formed in our mouth. Another pair of interchanging letters are the Lamid and the Reish, because both sounds are made by the tongue hitting the roof of the mouth. Some examples... Sharsheret is a chain, and so is Shal-Shelet, Reish and Lamed interchange. Lihigamel is to wean off. In modern Hebrew, we can talk about gmila from smoking. In Tanakh, it's often used to describe when a child stops nursing. Vayigdal hayeled vayi vayas Avraham gadol b'yom hi et Yitzchak. The child, Yitzchak grew up and was weaned. The day he stopped nursing, Gamal, if we switch the, the Lamid with a Reish, we get Gamar, which has a similar meaning, to complete, to conclude. The name of the Babylonian king who destroyed the first Dash is sometimes referred to as Nevuchad Netzar and sometimes as Nevuchad Retzar. So now let's go back to our word Sohar and switch the Reish to a Lamid. We get Sohel. What does Sohel mean, and does it also connect to light? In the Perek that we know as Baruch we read about some basic needs that God provides for us in nature. V'yayin yisamach levav enosh, lehatzhil panim mishamen, velechem levav enosh yisad. Lehatzhil panim mishamen, means that God gives us oil, Shemen, that makes the face shine. Hatzhil, tzadihei lamid here means the same as tzadihei reish and Zayin Hei to light up, to glow, to shine. And isn't it cool that here the Pasukah is referring specifically to oil that makes the face shine, connecting Yitzhar and Tzohel. In fact, this pasuk refers to the same three things we started with. Dagan, Lechem, Tirosh, Yayin, Yitzhar, Shemen. And yes, there is one more step. At the end of the Purim story, Shoshanat Yaakov, the people of Israel, rejoiced. Tzahala, Visamecha, Sameach, and Sohel are the same. As we saw, Sohel means light up. In English, when we say that someone's face is all lit up, that he's glowing, it means you're happy, excited. When your face is shining, hell, you're in a state of Sahola. Tzaholah virina l'zeicher malchuto. I'm happy to sum it all up. Yitzhar, oil, as Sohar and tzohorayim relate to light as is Zohar, and Zohar, radiant, and Nizhar, cautioning by shedding light on the correct path, and Sohel, Tzahala, shining, lit up in the sense of happy and rejoicing. And that's this week's Meir Milim segment. I'm Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
1: ZAKENI legade, bani mouvne ivani, khami unevoni. Oa fe ashen ELOKI eloqi, anche enet sera kodesh barashem Deus dá a gente ver aqui Hold me leje ta foda
0: Yakov Yaakov with, um, it's an oldie, a classic, Kenny like L'Gadel, Israeli version of that here on The Israel Show, how appropriate. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are live on Monday, immediately following jm and D.A.M. 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel. And, of course, you can listen to us whenever you like via podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. Just You can go into iTunes and look up, search for... The Israel Show or Nachum Segal Network. You'll find the page of the Israel Show, and just click subscribe. It's free. It's fabulous. If if you're sort of like wondering if you'd be able to find it, you can send us an email and we'll send you the link. The email is meir m e i r meir at nachumsiegel dot com n a c h u m s e g a l nachumsiegel dot com meir at nachumsiegel dot com And you can send other remarks as well or post on our Facebook page. And, yes, as we were sitting here, we hit the 250th like, as I applaud for everybody out there, all 250 of you. And we thank you so much. Uh, Milestone for us, 250 likes of our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. And we welcome the latest um, likers, Yael, Tammy, Gedalia. And we are humbled by the fact that Lenny Salomon, our good friend, has also liked our page and joined our community. A little later in the show, we're going to tell you about Gil Aldama, who passed away yesterday at the age of uh, 86. Um, I don't know if most of you will recognize his name. Israelis might, but others probably won't. But you will recognize his work when we tell you what he has done. Um, Few other quick things we posted on our Facebook page. A, a video. It's really a cool video and I wish they would have it with English subtitles. But they don't. I found one that has Hebrew subtitles at the start. Maybe they'll find one with English subtitles as well. This is put out by the Bank of Israel, this video. And it features information about Israel's new paper currency. They've, they've decided to upgrade the paper currency in Israel, the 20s, 50s, 100s, and 200 shekel notes. And uh, the reason they're doing this is because they wanted to include new security features into the into these bills. And I got to tell you, these are high-tech security. It, they're amazing, absolutely amazing. And on the video, they show you all the different things that are hidden into a bill, a paper piece of money. It's not really paper, probably but something, and there's embedded in it all kinds of stuff that change colors as you move the bill. It's, uh, um, the bills are different sizes to make it easier for blind people to, to um, make a sense of which bill they're holding, and they have um, um, s- um, different, different symbols, so to speak, that are, you can feel, that are raised, that you can feel and tell which bill it is so that, again, people that are, um, have a difficult uh, time seeing can feel, the and know based on touch, what bill it is they have these these um, security strips that change color when you when you flip the it 's amazing it 's just amazing you 've got to see this video it 's on our facebook page facebook.com dot com slash israel show um, it 's actually very popular I see uh, high numbers here of people that have um, that have shared it off of our Facebook page. Very, very cool. If you visit Israel, you should just know that there are new bills out there. So if you're not familiar with it, there's now two sets of currency for the next few years, the old bills like the 50s, the Agnon and the old bills, and now the 50s, Chernochovsky and the new bills. Um, another piece of great news out of Israel, uh, you might remember that several weeks ago during the war, during Operation um, Protective Edge, Tsuketan, we told you at great length the story of Etan, uh, an amazing hero, a young soldier officer actually, who um, went in uh, to a Hamas terror tunnel, basically alone, without uh, uh, without anything more than a flashlight and a gun, and um, went to look for Hadar Golden, Zichron who at that point uh, was believed was kidnapped, and he went to look for Hadar. And find him and bring him back. He did not find Hadar. But after a half hour in this terror tunnel at risk of his own life, he came back with enough proof to show, to, to give com- total, you know, enough to have 100% certainty that Hadar was dead and spare the family, the Agmat Nefesh of, um, of not knowing his plight. Eitan, whose last name is still um, banned for security reasons. It's censored for security reasons. Eitan has gotten engaged to – I don't know her name, actually, but um, I know that he had been dating somebody, and we are so excited for him and for her. I don't know much about her, but we all know that he is an amazingly special young man, and we're very happy that he got engaged, and we wish him from here – to this, to this, uh, sort of anonymous Eitan, we wish him Mazal Tov. Um, we're going to, uh, something relatively new that we're going to debut here on the Israel show. Sagiv Cohen and Agam Buchbut got together to record Birkat Haderech. Brand new. We're going to follow that with, um, a Hasbara highlight about, uh, something called Do You Pass the Israel Test? Very cool. Very interesting take on the new anti-Semitism in the world. Here is Birkat Haderach, Sagiv Cohen, Agam but My name is Mayor Weingart, and You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. There brand new from Sagiv Cohen and Agam Buchbut. It's great to have great listeners who are listening live. So, listener Monica, who is always very active on our Facebook page, and I thank you for that, sent me the name of Eitan. We'll call him Hero Eitan. We don't know his last name. Eitan's fiance. We've just mentioned that he got engaged. Wow, this is really something. Her name is Hadara. And of course, the friend, his soldier, that he went looking after and didn't find, his name was Hadar Golden, and he is getting engaged now, just a few weeks later, to a woman named Hadara. That is really something. Thank you, Monica, for pointing that out. Um do we have her last name? I don't think her last name appears here. Uh, Eitan, by the way, went. he's a graduate of the Horev High School in Yerushalayim and um, is the youngest son in a family that made Aliyah to Israel from the United States many years ago, actually. He's 24 years old. And um, several weeks ago, if you want to go back into the archives, we featured the interview that he gave to Arut Shtayim about his heroism. This was a really amazing interview, and he's a very special person because he kept insisting that he's not a hero. He just did what was expected of him, and I guess that's what heroes do. That's what they say. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We like every once in a while to present to you something that we call a Hasbara highlight. It's um, Israel advocacy where we... Um, play audio, usually it's audio of a video, as it is in this case, a YouTube video, that in less than five minutes makes a case for Israel, a compelling case in a specific area. And this one is, uh, again, from Prager University, and they have some really, really good, well-done videos. We'll post the link to this video on, uh, on our Facebook page, but in general, you can go to PragerUniversity.com or just go to YouTube and do a search for Prager University and um, see these videos. They are really good. They have quite a number of them about Israel, and what can I say? They really do the job of, of presenting a cogent and compelling case for Israel in less than five minutes. So um, kudos to Dennis Prager and uh, his uh, people that put this together. This one is called Do You Pass the Israel Test? It's given by a professor and um it is, it is very, very interesting. Here you go. My name is Mayor Wang and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
2: How do you respond to people who excel you in invention, creativity, and wealth? Do you envy them? Do you feel their success somehow diminishes you? Or do you admire what they've achieved and try to emulate it? These questions sum up what I call the Israel test. In the 1880s, European Jews settled in Mandate Palestine and wrought an agricultural miracle in that desolate territory, then sparsely populated by a few score thousand Jews and a couple hundred thousand Arabs. The Jewish settlers drained malarial swamps, leached salt from the soils, terraced the barren hills, and planted millions of trees. They massively expanded the capacity of the land and enabled it to support a substantial Arab population. In the two decades between 1921 and 1943, Jews quadrupled the number of enterprises, multiplied the number of jobs by a factor of 10, and increased the level of capital investment a hundredfold. Far from displacing Arabs, they provided the capital for a major expansion of Arab farms and enabled a sevenfold rise in Arab population by 1948 to a level of 1.35 million, the largest in the long history of Palestine. In other words, the Arabs came to what would soon be the state of Israel because of the Jews. By comparison, Transjordan, now known as Jordan, with the same geological endowment and four times the land, but no Jews, was able to sustain a population density only one-tenth of the population density of Palestine. Crucial to Israel's accomplishments were world-leading technological advances in the recovery of water through desalinization, drip irrigation, and sewage recycling. Over the past 50 years, Israel has increased its population tenfold, its agricultural production 16-fold, and its industrial production 50-fold, while actually reducing net water consumption by 10% since 1948. This huge expansion of effective water resources enabled the land to support not only more Jews, but also millions more Arabs. Today, the state of Israel, with its astonishing achievements in computer science and other high-tech fields, distills both the genius of the Jews and the misdirected anger of the failed states that surround her. The great divide in the Middle East is not between Arab and Jew, but between admiration of achievement along with the desire to replicate it and envy accompanied by violent resentment. People who admire success, who pass the Israel test, tend to be wealthy and peaceful. People who resent achievement, who fail the Israel test, tend to become poor and violent. So again, how do you respond to people who excel you in invention, creativity and wealth? Do you envy them? Do you feel their success somehow diminishes you? Or do you admire what they've achieved and try to emulate it? The Israel test is the central divide in the world today. How you answer it as an individual and ultimately how we answer it as a nation is a test of our own will to triumph over enemies who hate us as they hate Israel for what is best within us. I'm George Gilder, a non-Jew who has passed the Israel test for Prager University.
0: That was Professor George Gilder and makes a great case. The Israel test is really, basically when it comes down to it, is are you jealous of the accomplishments of your neighbor and therefore hate them, or are you happy for them and willing to participate together with them? And that's his theory that Israel's neighbors are jealous of the amazing, amazing advances that uh, the Jewish people have made in the land of Israel since the beginning of their return in the 1800s. My name is Mayor and You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. The Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh B'Nefesh, what an organization I I can't believe that we didn't have this organization for the last, you know, 60-some-odd years. Um, How many more Jews probably would have come to Israel if we would have had Nefesh B'Nefesh a little earlier? Hard to say, but they provide Olim with financial aid, with employment resources, with assistance, with all the government bureaucracy that used to, you know, really make people crazy. And Nefesh Benefesh is there to help you out, and they make the aliyah of each individual and each family a success, as successful as possible, and as uh, easy and worry-free as possible. Their charter flights are legendary. When they commission an entire El Al flight and uh, bring it filled with Olim and um, have a huge ceremony at Ben Gurion Airport, it, 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 it starts your whole Israel experience on such a, a a great note what can i say nefesh ben has made aliyah an in thing it's in to make aliyah and nefesh ben has been a part of that so for detailed information visit their website www.nbn nefesh dot N B N dot www.nbn.org.il the israel show is very proud to be sponsored by nefesh ben we're going to go to another, uh, Baba Rock uh, song for the Yamim Noraim. This is again from the Sephardic, uh, liturgy. It's called Kel Nora Alila. Hamtse Lanu yeshua Bishat Hani Each stanza in this, piyut um, ends with the words Bishat Hani the time that the gates are closing. Tizkulish Anim Rabot Habanim Vahavot Biditsa Uvitsahola Bishat Hani is one of the stanzas. So here's this brand new version of this age-old Sephardic classic, really beautiful stuff. The more you s- hear and see the different Sephardic classic um pu tim, the more in love I get with them as uh you know, we never what can I say? The Sephardim don't know what Natana is. And we can't imagine that, and, and we don't know what Kel Ali La or HRA, what's only Pateach is, and they can't imagine that, because those are the high points of their Rosh Hashanah. My name is Ben Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> i mm-hmm.
0: Brand new, part of um, four or five different singles that they put out for the Amim Noraim. Very interesting group, combines rock and Jewish soul. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're bringing you new and classic um, songs for the Amim Noreim and information about what's going on in Israel. Yesterday in Israel, Gil Aldema passed away at the age of 86. Now you're asking yourself, who is Gil Aldema? I think that people in America probably never heard the name Gil Aldema and people who have been in Israel for many years heard the name Gil Aldema, but they don't know from where. Like, where do I know that name from? So, he was a composer and he was, uh, one of the, uh, best musical arrangers. After someone composes music, someone needs to arrange it for the, uh, for the musical instruments, the band or the players. And he was, a classic musical arranger for uh, so much of the early Israeli music. He was winner of the prestigious Israel Prize for Israeli music, um, back in, uh, what year was it? 2004, I think, with, uh, together with Yoharam Gohan actually that year. Um, he worked for many years in Kol Yisrael in the music, music department and he, um, he produced many song, many, um, radio shows that were devoted to Israeli music and he worked hard he supported and encouraged the development of Israeli music and uh, as such he was a leader in that field what makes him even more special than that because that that's fine and that's interesting but what makes him even more special is that he was a very close friend of Naomi Shemer and he was Naomi Shemer's arranger of choice in fact, he arranged the song Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, but more than just musically arranged the song Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. And I will share with you the story, the backstory, briefly, of how Yerushalayim Shel Zahav came to be. See, it was 1967, before the Six Day War. Yerushalayim was a divided city, a border town. Quite frankly, rather backwater, mainly poor people lived there and, and government workers, wasn't very popular. It's not the Yerushalayim of today by any means. And it's interesting that there weren't a lot of songs, Israeli songs, about Yerushalayim. Gil Aldema was the producer of the uh, Israeli music festival that uh, used to take place every year on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. And he searched the archives of Kol Yisrael And would you believe it? He found no more than half a dozen recordings of songs concerning Yerushalayim written by Israeli poets and composers, which is pretty shocking. And he also noticed that none of the songs composed after 1948, the establishment of the state, mentioned that the city was divided and that Jews had no access to the holy sites and so forth. And so... Mayor Teddy Kolak and Gil Dema decided that for that year, Yom HaTzema'ut, which was in May of 1967, less than a month before the Six-Day War, they would try and get a few Israeli composers to write a song specifically about Yerushalayim. And they, Gil Aldemah, the person who we are talking about who passed away yesterday, Gil Dema approached four different um, writers, composers. Three of them... Backed out. They said, no, they, they just didn't feel that they had it. And the fourth was Nomi Shemer. And when he asked her, she was quite astonished and she felt that it was, she, she wasn't up to that job. And she told this to Gil Aldema She also said she couldn't write under pressure and so forth. And Aldema said to her, you know what? You don't have to, but if you feel the muse, if you have the inspiration, you'll write. And he, he, he reflected back years later, and he says, when I told her that, I knew that she was going to write. And of course, not long after that, Gilal Dema got the words and the notes, the music for Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. And it was just a few weeks later that Yerushalayim was liberated and returned to Jewish full Jewish sovereignty after all those thousands of years. And Yerushalayim Shel Zahav became almost an anthem for the Jewish people. It was somewhat prophetic. Now, Nomi Shemer was very, very, very close and friendly with Gil Dema her entire life. And two weeks or so before she passed away, she wrote a letter to Gil Dema and said that she feels she has to get something off of her conscience before she dies. She said that years before she wrote Yushalam Shilzahav, she had heard, somebody had played for her an old Basque song called Pelo Jokepsa, or something like that. Not sure how to pronounce it. And that, in her um, subconscious, that some of that melody entered her subconscious. And when she was writing Yushalayim Shil-Zahav, um the first the opening notes were clearly influenced by that song. And she... You know, when pe- few people had called it to her attention when she was alive and she always said it wasn't true. Um, but just before she died, she decided to, to make this confession, which is not really a confession. She she didn't steal it. it she, she feels that it, it influenced her and it was there in the back of her mind, but she couldn't place it. And in fact, legally, she found out that um, in order for something to be considered plagiarized, there needs to be seven notes in a row that appear in the original and in the new song. And in her case, there were only six notes that were the same. I don't think, it, people, people like Tanaka, but I don't think it should take away from the grandeur of Yerushalayim Shel Zahab. That is a little bit about Gil, Gil al composer, arranger, close friend of Naomi Shemer, and uh, had a hand, more than just a hand, in bringing you Shalim Zahav to the world. We're going to, uh, end the show. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. We're going to, um, end with, uh, Et Sharei Ratzon lihi Pateach, the, uh, Sephardic piyut about the Akedah. I know it's said on Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if the Sephardim say it on Yom Kippur as well. I hope one of the listeners will enlighten me about it, but it is a beautiful piyut. And uh, this version, there are many versions, this one is from Yoni Genut from his album Otla Ot. And before we get to that, we say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes. Yes, we reached two hundred and fifty. Keep them going. And for your comments, you can email us at MayorM at com. Thanks to the staff of the Nahum Siegel Network and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Keep it tuned all day to the Nahum Siegel Network for the great Music Monday Mix until next Monday immediately following J.M.D.M., and the I wish one and all a hatima tova an easy fast and a significant and, and day of fulfillment and significance to all of you until next time this is Mary Wine reminding you that nice guys do not finish last they're just running in a different race
1: so